Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Good evening. This is Sergeant X. Despite the fact that murder is definitely not considered a nice pastime, some of our best people have been known to indulge in it. Their motives can be just as sordid as those of their social inferiors. Yes, your pampered blue blood may sometimes kill for gain, like even the lowliest ruffian. As you will hear tonight in the Mystery Playhouse... Tonight, we welcome back to the Mystery Playhouse stage two of our favorite guests, the famous young couple of crime detection, Mr. and Mrs. North. The Norths, Pamela and Jerry to you, although apparently just like any of a million or so other young married people, managed to have the most extraordinary things happen to them over and over again. In fact, life with the Norths has never been known to contain a dull moment, which undoubtedly serves to set them aside from the other married people quite decisively. Jerry North is in his publisher's office as the curtain rises, and at the moment is contemplating the fruits of a hard day's work, namely home, wife, and dinner. As a matter of fact, it looks like he's starting to head that way right now. Hello, darling. I didn't expect you. What brings you here? My yellow handbag. What? Yes, it doesn't match this hat. Well? So I left it home. Oh. It has all my money in it. Uh Uh-huh. And my feet are tired, darling. I walked down, but I don't feel like walking home, so I dropped in here to let you take me. Okay. You see, Jerry, uh, the purse was in the yellow bag, but I took the white bag uh, on account of the hat, like I told you. It's all right, sweetheart. You don't have to go into such a long explanation for a nickel coffee. Oh, it's not only a nickel, Jerry. I was shopping, but the salesman looked so snooty when I discovered that I didn't have my purse that I can't decide whether I want you to go back and give him seven eighty nine or, or a punch in the nose. We'll settle for the seven eighty nine. I've had a hard day. Now what? Yes? Mr. Wilbur Wills to see you, Mr. North. Do I know him? No. Well, tell him to come back tomorrow. We're finished for today. Well, I did tell him, but he says it's terribly important. What's it about? Just a moment. He says murder. Tell him we don't want any. What is it, Jerry? Oh, just some crackpot wants to see me about a murder. Who's? Oh, nobody's probably. Just a gag to get in to see me. Uh, hello, Miss Merrimack. Yes? Uh, tell him I'm busy. Uh, tell him I'm dead. Tell him I'm out of town. I want to go home. Maybe you ought to see him, Jerry. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Mr. North, Mr. Wills wants to know if you and Mrs. North will have dinner with him tonight. Tell him the answer is no. What'd he say? He wants to know if you'd care to go with him now or if he should pick you up at your home. Look, what do I pay you for? Get rid of him. I'm afraid I can't. Okay, then keep him there. We'll go out the back way and down the freight elevator. All right. Come on, darling. I don't feel like entertaining any crackpots tonight. Yeah, except you, of course. Let's go. <laughs> Mr. 
Mr. North rides the freight elevator. Fine business. Well, you could have at least talked to Mr. Wills, Jerry. No, sweetheart. He'd have talked to me, and I didn't feel like listening. It might have been important. Well, he can come back tomorrow. Now, right through this side door. And we can get out of the building before oh, he... Mr. Wa- and Mrs. North, hello. Allow me to introduce myself. The name is Wills. Wilbur Will. The name is Mud, if you don't stop haunting me. And not a ghost of a chance. <laughs> you get it? The haunting ghost? Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, why am I laughing? I'm very unhappy. Are you? Yes. Murder's a nasty business. Especially when it strikes so close to home. Well, I'm warning you, if you don't leave me alone, it's going to strike very close. Uh, this isn't a joking matter, Mr. North. I'm prepared to pay good money if you'll catch a murderer for me. But we're not professional detectives. It's all right. He's not a professional murderer. Oh, what's it all about, Mr. Will? Simple. I want a murder solved. From what I've heard, I thought you two would be the ones to solve it. Well, who's been killed? Nobody. Yet. I beg your pardon? I simply mean the murder hasn't been committed yet. Oh, that's what you said. But it will be tonight. That's why I want you to come with me. I thought it would help if you were present when it happens. When it happens? But, uh, Mr. Wills, you can't just sit back and let things like that happen. Uh, We ought to try to prevent it. I'm afraid that's impossible. I know Ray and Irene. Who are they? Ray's my nephew. Irene is his wife. And you think they're going to murder someone tonight? I'm sure of it. Whom are they going to murder? Me. What? Yes. But we mustn't let them. My dear Mrs. North, when somebody wants to kill somebody, it's almost impossible for somebody else to prevent it. There are so many ways to kill and so many opportunities. Why don't you call the police? They think I was crazy. Besides, if they did protect me now, Ray would get me some other time. And they can't lock him up, not until he does something. But when he does something, it'll be too late. Precisely. What makes you think he'll kill you tonight? The note is due tomorrow. Note? My nephew, Ray, that is, signed a note for $20,000. It's due tomorrow, but he hasn't the money. Wants me to give it to him. I've made it clear to him I won't help him, but he's coming tonight to make one last plea. And when I turn him down again, he'll be in a fury. He threatened me last time. This time he lacked. If I were you, I'd give him the money. Then he'd always have me under his thumb. Anytime he wanted anything, all he'd have to do would be to threaten me. I see what you mean. No, I can't give in, and I can't stop him. But I can get revenge. If you'll help him. Prove he killed me and get him convicted. I'd rather prevent the murder. You can't. We can try. Jerry, uh, let's accept Mr. Will's invitation to have dinner with him. With me and my wife. And my nephew and his wife. Okay, Mr. Wills, you win. You have Pam interested. You know, Pam, someday you're going to be the death of me. No, Ray, not a single penny. The way you and that spendthrift wife of yours throw money around. Ray, you just going to sit there and let me be insulted? Who's just sitting here? Now, listen, Uncle. Just because you're a pinch-penny old miser is no reason to expect everyone else to be the same. I keep my money. Yes, and it doesn't do anybody else any good. Not even you. We're young. We have a right to... Now, don't start that again. Now, now, everyone. Must we carry on like this at the table? Remember, we have guests. Oh, it's quite all right, Mrs. Wills. Jerry and I don't mind. But it's bad for the digestion. I read an article that said more stomach trouble is caused by argument than by pastry. And you know how that can distress one. State of mind. That's the important thing. Sure, sure. Fine state of mind I should be in, with $20,000 to raise, and you and Uncle hanging on to more than you know what to do with. Well, if you'd speak nicely to your Uncle instead of shouting at him, you might have a better chance. 
Sugar catches more flies than vinegar, you know. Okay, okay. Uncle dear, will you please lend me $20,000? I think it's a fine thing when a man's own relatives won't help him. What do you expect Ray and me to do? Starve? Starve. <laughs> you have more furs and jewelry than you need. Two cars, a swanky apartment. Sell some of those things and then maybe we can begin to talk. The Lord helps those who help themselves, you know. Oh, shut up with your blame preaching. Sit down, Ray. I will not sit down. I'm getting darn sick and tired of being pushed around. Everybody else in our whole family lives better than Irene and I do, and just... Everybody else in the family works. Just because Ray and I want a few simple luxuries. Simple. All right, all right. We're extravagant. We light our cigarettes with $1,000 bills. We, we fill our swimming pool with imported champagne. We use diamonds for paperweights. That's not much of an exaggeration. All right, all right, all right. Forget it. Don't help us. Don't give us anything. You selfish, rotten, cheap, stingy old miser. Go on, hang on to your filthy money. But if you wake up some morning with a knife in your stomach, don't say I didn't warn you. Now, now, Raymond, must we raise our voice? Oh, nuts! Ray! Ray, wait! Oh, dear me, Wilbur. When Raymond gets into one of those fits, there's no telling what he'll do. I know what he's going to do. Perhaps you should give him what he wants. Never. I'm terribly sorry your dinner was spoiled this way, Mr. and Mrs. North. But Ray has such a nasty temper, and he can be so mean. I warned him to expect it. I can't help worrying when he acts like this, dear. Uh, perhaps his bark is worse than his bite, Mrs. Wills. Oh, you don't know Raymond, Mrs. North. You don't know how mean he can be. Tell them about Waffles, Wilbur. Waffles? He was a puppy. Chewed up Ray's favorite jacket. Yes, Raymond strangled him. That's what he did. Strangled him. How awful. I'm worried. Well, Pam and I'll try to see that nothing happens, Mrs. Wills. What can you do? Well, when Ray calms down a bit, I'd like to have a talk with him. In the meantime, I think you two had better go upstairs and lock your door. It's useless, North. We'll see. Anyway, do what I tell you, will you please? But I tell you, there's no way... Look, you asked us to come here. It was your idea. If you want us to stay, please do what we tell you. All right, then. We will. And don't worry. Nobody's going to stick any knives in anybody tonight. I hope. What time is it, Jerry? Eleven o'clock. You can't stay here all night. Knock on the study door and see if Raymond will talk to you now. It's no use. I tried a few minutes ago. He didn't even answer. Maybe they're not in there anymore. Maybe they went out the side door into the garden. I think we'd have heard the door open. Jerry, do you really think that Raymond will try to kill his uncle? Oh, I think Mr. and Mrs. Wills are letting their imagination run away with them. Still, there's no use in taking chances. But if they keep their door locked... How about the window? Oh, it's right above this window. We'd see or hear anyone trying to get to it. You know, darling, I wonder... I do, too. I wonder how we always get into things like this. By now, I'm beginning to think it must be habit. Well, if we prevented murder, it was worth getting into. Golly, still in this house. Quiet, it's spooky. I don't hear anything. That's what I mean. Oh. So quiet you could hear a pin drop. Undoubtedly. Wait a minute. What was that? What was what? I heard something. Maybe somebody dropped a pin. No, Jerry. I, I heard something. Listen. Oh, you went through all that before. No, Jerry. Somebody's moving around upstairs in the hall. Listen. I don't hear anything. Well, I did. Come on, let's go see. Okay. We better be quiet. All right. Here are the stairs, Kevin. All right. I'll go first. Glad we left the light on in the upstairs hall. Can you see anyone up there? Not yet. 
Jerry, what was that? The stairs creaked. I hope nobody heard. I hope not. Hey, stay where you are for a minute. Don't move. Wait a minute. There is somebody up there. Can you see? Nobody can hear him. Somebody's coming down the hall. Listen. Golly. Wait, he gets around that corner so I can see him, and then I... There he is. And she. Mrs. Wills. With a gun in her hand. She hasn't seen us yet. Stay back against the wall and let's see what she does. Oh, don't stand again. Oh, there you are. Stay right where you are. Do you hear? Don't move. Don't move an inch or I'll shoot. Okay, but what's the idea, Mrs. Wills? Oh, is that you, Mr. North? Yes. Oh. I thought you said you'd stay in your room. But I heard something. At least I thought I did. I came out to investigate. I want you not to unlock your door. But I heard something. And you know, he who hesitates is lost. I thought I'd better come out and see. Did you leave the bedroom door unlocked? I, uh, I don't know. I, I believe I did. Well, come on. We'd better get back there. That's right. Dear, do you think that... Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hurry. We are, my dear. We are. You know, I've been so distressed. I do wish Wilbur weren't so pig-headed. If he'd only give in to Raymond. Oh, but he couldn't. He just couldn't. Well, here we are. Good. There he is on the bed. Is he? Jerry, is he? I don't know. Uh, uh, well, well. Oh, it's you. Woke me up. Oh, were you asleep? You must have been. You couldn't have awakened me, could you now? But how could you sleep? I mean, if you expected to be killed. Staying awake wouldn't help. When I'm awake, I worry. So I sleep. But I can't sleep when I worry. I can't either. Then I can't worry when I sleep. So that even sings. But how do you get to sleep? Simple. I just tried to stay awake. Oh. Linda, what's that you've got in your hand? What? Oh, oh this, uh, it's just a, uh... A gun. Where did you get it? Why, in one of those pawn shop places. I've been so worried about you lately, dear, I figured I'd just better be prepared. You have a license for it, Mrs. Wills? Oh, no. The man said I wouldn't need any. He was such a nice man. So helpful and considerate. The pawn shop man? Yes. First, he, he did say something about a license, but when I promised not to shoot anybody unless they tried to kill somebody first, he said it would be all right. If I paid him $100, that is. Wasn't that nice? Yes, wasn't it? So was $100. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Never mind. But you better let me have that gun. And then please stay in this room and don't unlock the door again. Oh, I, I can't let you have my gun. I might need it. Anyway, Melinda, you wouldn't know how to shoot it. Oh, I don't want to shoot it. I wouldn't think of it. As a matter of fact, I don't believe it will shoot. I just want it to frighten people with. I think you'd better give it to Mr. North, my dear. But I don't want to. And if it won't shoot... How do you know it won't shoot? Well, it's so old and rusty. Of course, the man assured me it would shoot, but... Oh, what was that? The man was right. Oh, oh my goodness, Oh, my heavens. Oh, oh, dear. Here, Mr. North, take it quickly. Thank you. Oh, my. Oh, my. What did I hit? Oh, nothing. The bullet went in the wall next to Pam and... Uh-oh. What's the matter, Jerry? Uh, darling, you have only one earring. Uh, what? Have only one earring. Well, sweetheart, how do you feel now? I'm hmm? still a little shaky, but I'll be all right. <laughs> That's good. Now, what do we do? Oh, just sit here and wait some more. Raymond came out when he heard the shot, but he didn't want to talk, and he's locked himself in the study again. 
Irene went out for a walk. Jerry, you know, I don't believe Raymond means to kill his uncle. He was just told. I think you're right. The whole thing is just imagination. But we might as well... Gullies, that wasn't imagination. Somebody playing with guns again. Only this time, I'm afraid they weren't playing. Come on, it came from the study. But the wills promised to stay in their room. Promises in this house aren't worth much. Oh, here it is. Let's see. Oh, it's locked. Hello? Hello in there. No answer. I'm going to break in the door. Look out, Pam. There we are. Now... Oh, Jerry, look. Yeah, I see. So Raymond did kill somebody after all. Yes. Himself. Okay, but hurry, will you? Sure, we'll be right here. Goodbye. The police will be right over, Pam. Oh, good. Because it's not going to be easy keeping the Wills and Irene out of the study. Don't you think they all acted rather strangely when we told them Raymond was dead? Well, the Wills seemed relieved. Yes, and Irene seemed to take it pretty coolly, don't you think? Yes, but, but she's crying now. I guess she was just done before. Yeah, I guess so. You know, Jerry, it's strange that Raymond killed himself, though, isn't it? Somehow he didn't seem the type. Of course, he was in bed, but, but he, he so didn't it. kill himself, though. Hmm? Raymond didn't kill himself. He was murdered. Are you sure, Jerry? Pretty sure. He was shot in the heart from the front. But from the position of the shot, he had to hold the gun in a very awkward position to do it himself. I see. Well, in that case, Jerry, hmm? were there any powder burns? Yes, why? I have a hunch. I'll bet I know who killed him. Good, but, but can you prove it? Let's see. If we make believe that we saw what happened, that we saw someone leaving the study... Uh, uh, that wouldn't fool anyone. Well, how do you know? Well, I mean, it wouldn't fool the murderer, because the murderer knows what really happened in detail, and wouldn't believe us unless we gave enough details. Well, we'll give details. But we don't know the details. Did the murderer run from the study, or just creep away? Did he or she go toward the front of the house, or the back? Did he or oh, she... don't worry, Jerry. We'll have plenty of details. But will they be the right details? Of course not, Jerry, but that won't matter. Well, what do you mean it won't matter? Well, there are some things the murderer doesn't know. And sometimes, darling, what you don't know does hurt you. Huh? What's that? What's oh. that, Mr. Noah? Did you say Raymond was murdered? Are you sure my husband was murdered? Yes. How do you know? Well, first of all, the angle of the shot is wrong. You mean he couldn't have shot himself? I mean, it's very unlikely. But not impossible? No, not impossible. I see. But the angle of the shot is null. There's something else. What? Well, you and your wife claim you were in your bedroom when the shot was fired. And Raymond's wife claims she was outside taking a walk. That's right. Yes. Well, Pam and I were also outside. Well, we could see the side door leading from the alcove off the study. We heard the shot, and a moment later, the doors from the alcove opened, and uh, one of you came out. What? One of us? Yes. Why, my dear Mrs. North, do you realize what you're saying? Well, I'm simply telling you what we saw. Uh, we saw one of you come through the door, turn and lock the door, look around, and then hurry to the back of the house and go in the back door. We followed and found you left the back door open, so we came in. But you'd already gotten upstairs. Then we went in the study and, and found Raymond's body. Then you think you know who killed my poor husband? I think we do. But, my dear Mrs. North, if you saw anyone, it must have been you, Mrs. Wills. I? Yes, Mrs. Wills. 
you. That's absurd, Mr. North. Indeed, accusing me of murder. How dare you? Yes, sir, how dare you? Don't you realize you are guests in this house? I'm sorry if we've done wrong by Emily Post, Mrs. Wills, but we saw what we saw. You lie, sir. Melinda was upstairs with me the whole time. I don't know what your scheme is, but I warn you, I'm now, not going... Now, now, my dear, let's not lose our temper. What the nerve, the confounded nerve. Mr. North, Mrs. North, can you give me one good reason why my wife would kill Raymond? To keep him from killing you. You had no right to say... Really, dear, let's not discuss it anymore. I have a headache. I'm going upstairs and lie down until the police get here. Very well, my dear. Now see what you've done. You've given her a headache. Uh, well, Mr. Wills, it was your idea that we come out here. But it wasn't my idea that you lie and badger my wife. Now, and... now, Mr. Wills. Temper, temper. Sir, you pay for this. I warn you. So will you. Remember what your wife said. What? Indigestion. <laughs> Here's her room, Jerry. Okay. Who's there? The Norths. What do you want? We'd like to talk to you. But I have a headache. Well, take an aspirin and open the door. It's important. All right. Just a minute. Jerry, I hope our plan works. I will see now. Now, what do you want? Let us in. There. What is it? Why did you lie about me? Well, we had to work fast, Mrs. Wills. The police will be here any minute. Thank heavens. They certainly won't believe that ridiculous story you told. But they'll interfere with our plan. Interfere with your plan? Uh, they're being here, Wood. But then if you don't want the police here, that must mean you... Oh, that is... Oh, here. Oh, my goodness. I'm beginning to understand a few things. Oh, my. No, Mrs. Wills, I don't think you are. But Maybe. if you... What is it? Somebody's coming upstairs. Okay. Mrs. Wills, get in bed quickly and pretend to be asleep. What the... Hurry, do as I say. What are you doing? Just turning out the light. What is this? It's what we've been waiting for, I hope. Come on, Pam. Let's get behind the screen. All right. Now there are footsteps in the hall. Yeah. He's tapping at the door. Oh, Jerry. This is it. Who's there? What do you want? What is it? I want to talk to you. Irene? Yes. What did you see downstairs? What? You were in the alcove off the study when Ray was killed. Did you see how he died? No, I... It isn't true. I wasn't there. The North saw you. That's not so. Perhaps. What did you see? Nothing. I wasn't there. Okay. Just see that you stick to that story. I will. It's the truth. And honesty is the best policy, you know. Well, you just see that you stick to it, because if you don't... Uh, yes. Oh. Oh, so that's it. Oh, my. How, how stupid of me. Of course. And I thought... Oh, dear. What's the matter? You killed Raymond. You were afraid he'd have to sell your furs and jewelry and things. But now his insurance will cover the debt. Of course. Of course. You killed him. Don't talk so loud. You don't know. You weren't there. You just said so. But you did. You did. Well, how are you going to prove it? Well? I warn you, if you so much as open your mouth when the police get here, I... I won't. I promise. Well, you better keep that promise. No, why should I take the chance? What do you mean? You won't get a chance to talk to the police. I'm going to... No! No! Oh, you don't, Irene! Oh, you stop it! Let go! Drop that letter of mine! Oh, my arm! Drop it! Yeah, that's better. What's that? I guess it's the police. Better late than never. 
Good. Get them up here and let them take this oh. wildcat off my hands. Oh, my goodness. I'll get even with you for this. All of you, you're dirty. Oh, no, no, Irene. Let's not say anything. We'll be sorry for Oh, us. shut up. Oh, what manners. Yes, Jerry. I thought it was Irene when you said there were powder burns. Because Raymond was shot from the front, and I didn't think he'd let anyone else get so close to him. Mm-hmm. And you proved it, too. You know, darling, sometimes I think you're pretty clever. Sometimes? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, well, what about the other times? Hmm? Well, Jerry... <laughs> uh, darling, let's not say anything we'll be sorry for, shall we? <laughs> Jerry and Pam, nice to have had you with us once again. We'll be running into you two in the near future, I'm sure. Because you, Mr. and Mrs. North, are high on our preferred guest list. So goodbye until next time, kids. And that should be soon. Now, so that you can get an idea of the caliber of our next production, we take you on our customary visit to the green room where the play is in rehearsal. Follow me, please. Come... Oh, good afternoon, Miss Blair. Sit down. Thank you. I called you in because I just wanted just a few words with you before the trial. All right. I'm here. What is it? Miss Blair, I'm going to be very frank with you. All the evidence in the Morrison girl's case points to the guilt of Richard Olson. The coroner's jury believed him guilty. I believe him guilty. Any jury in the world would convict him on the evidence, except for one thing. Your word. Yes. I know he's innocent because he was with me. That's your story. You don't believe me? That's beside the point. It's my job to convict Richard Olson if he's guilty. I'll try to do that. But I said I would be frank. I haven't a chance if you testify that you were with him. The jury will take the word of Miss Sally Blair, the daughter of a powerful and famous family. Yes, of course. But it's for that very reason, Miss Blair, that I ask you to stop and think a moment. Think of what? Of yourself, of your family, of your position. If it should turn out later that Richard Olson was indeed guilty, could you forgive yourself for having aided a murderer? But he's not guilty. He was with me. Perhaps you haven't heard that Richard Olson and I are going to be married. Married? Yes. As soon as this farce is over. So you see, Mr. District Attorney, you're wasting your time. I see. And you think that you, the daughter of one of the best families in San Francisco, will be happy living the rest of your life with a murderer? Crime has to be proved. Rick will be acquitted. Yes, I guess he will. And so, Miss Blair, you will go that far for another thrill. I don't know what you mean. I'm marrying the man I love. He's accused of a crime of which I know he's innocent. I will testify to that effect. Rick was with me. Very well, Miss Blair. May I wish you a very happy married life? And so, Rick, you're going free, thanks to Sally and her testimony. And when the trial is dismissed and you're free, you'll take her to that dirty little bar that was your rendezvous. And you'll tell her about all the things in your heart. You don't know what it is, Sally, to be free. You know, I used to sit in that cell and think about you and your portrait. Wonder if I'd ever see you again. I wondered if I'd ever finish my picture of you so that everybody could see your beauty. Darling, it'll be a great portrait. Really great. 
course it will, darling. After we're married, you'll have all the time in the world to paint it. Yes. Yes, after we're married next week. Darling, let's go down and get the license right now. <laughs> Wait. Rick, just one thing. You do love me, don't you? You know I do. More than you did Maureen? Much, much more. Oh, I just wanted to be sure. Rick. Yes? Rick, why did you do it? What? Why did you kill her? Sally. Oh, don't look so startled. I knew all along. I just wondered why you did it. Let's not talk about it. Let's leave it as dead as Maureen is. Let's be happy and not talk about it ever. Or maybe you'd rather not go through with this now. Of course, darling. I made my choice. You love me, I love you. That's enough. We'll both forget, Marine. If we can. And that was the appetizer for our next main course, as served up here in the Mystery Playhouse. The finding of a girl's body on the rocks lining a stretch of ocean beach near San Francisco is the start of a strange and fascinating story of love and death. A tale that should find you right back in your seats next time when our old friend, the Whistler, tells you of a wild night on foggy seal rocks and the girl who was married to a murderer. This is Sergeant X closing the doors of the Mystery Playhouse. Good night. Sleep tight. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.